with us tonight is Abdiel Iriarte. He is the orchestrator and conductor for a new musical that is premiering on September 21st at the North Charleston Performing Arts Center entitled Daniel and the Kings. Abdiel, thank you so much for taking time to be with us this evening. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Super excited to talk with you. It's a, it's a ple pleasure and a privilege. And I know that you're very busy right now because you're just a few days away uh, yeah. from curtains going up on this great production. Yes, sir. Yes. It must be nerve wracking and exciting at the same time. Yeah, it's a blend of emotions, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel and the Kings, what is the story being portrayed in this musical? Yeah, Daniel and the Kings is based uh, on the book of Daniel in the Bible, and it specifically is on the from the chapters one to six. There are so many wonderful things in this book that it was difficult to, you know, put it uh, all together in a show that it doesn't last six hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the writers they decided to um, portray the life of Daniel, and uh, it's a very well-known story for. Uh, many people, even if uh, probably they don't know the Bible, but they have heard about the lion's den, probably. The, and uh, one of the things that they think they say about this show is that the show goes beyond the lion's den. There are so many other things that are going to be told in this story. Are you going to portray the lion's den in the musical? Well, spoiler, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it at that you're gonna have to go see it for yourself as you can see for more information about this you can go visit danielandthekings.com at the ticker down at the bottom because you're gonna want to get your tickets for this this is coming up uh september 21st it's going to play september 21st through 24th at the north charleston performing arts center in charleston south carolina this is an ancient biblical story that you're bringing to life on stage why is it important for people today living in 2023 to understand the story of Daniel? Well, you know, the, the, um, the thing about this story being so timeless is that it brings uh, uh, a very uh, topic that is nowadays uh, so needed, which is stay faithful to your convictions no matter what's going on, no matter all the shaking, no matter all the voices and all the distractions and all the plotting against yourself and against your beliefs stay strong because at the end you will receive the re reward from your being steadfast so that's why even though it as you said is an ancient story it still is so pertinent to these days with all the stuff going on there is so it's so easy to get distracted with so many things going on so daniel and the kings brings that story of this young boy that he was ripped from his family, from his culture, from his traditions back in Judah and to, to this foreign land with different belief systems, with uh, many different things that were uh, against his, uh, his uh, the things that he was taught. And uh, it also talks about the importance of, of family and the importance of um, the, the role of the, of the parenting the role of uh, the parents, uh, like, you know, uh, seeding that, those beliefs and those uh, seeds that are going to uh, come alive and, uh, at some point of the lives of those children. So it's, it's a v very, very beautiful story. 
Very beautiful and very pertinent for today. That's one of the things about every story in Scripture. Well, I wouldn't even yeah. call it a story. I'd call it an account, mm-hmm. a historical account of the people, how it applies to today. And it's so awesome how you're being able to portray this on stage with music and the arts and acting and everything going on with it. And you are the orchestrator and the conductor for this production. How did God open up that door for you? Well, um, uh, it's been, you know, how God, he starts like placing different pieces without you even knowing. And then boom, there you are. (laughs) So uh, the short story is that uh, I've I've been here in Charleston for about eight years now. And uh, thank God I have uh, worked with um, different directors, different musicians, different shows. So the writers of, of Daniel and the Kings, this this show was, uh, they did it uh, about 10 years ago uh, in New York, about back in Albany. So they moved uh, down to Charleston. Uh, they wanted to do this show one more time, but in a different uh, level on a more professional level so they, they reached out to the director of the show uh, his name is uh, Brad Morenz and I have worked with Brad Morenz uh, for years now with his uh, famous uh, the Charleston Christmas show that it's been running for 24 21 years or something so uh, Brad when he heard about the project uh, he said well you, you should talk with Abdiel uh, I didn't know about this and uh, then the writers talk with all some other people and they pointed uh, to me one more time. So when they um, reached out and, and they told me what the story was about and uh, I, I'm a lover for, for I'm a lover for the word. <laughs> I'm a lover for music. And when you bring the two things together, I was like, of course, yeah, I, I want to be a part of this. It's so exciting. And the thing about musicals is that brings everything as you said the the art form is so complete because you have the storyline you have the music you have the uh all the the dancing the the costumes sets it's it's a beautiful thing yeah it's a a lot all at once it's a visual and and uh audio spectacle all at the same time and i was going to ask you if that's the same brad moran's of the charleston christmas show yeah uh, because i spent uh, many years living in charleston even though we're located up here now in the capital of south carolina up here Mm -hmm. in columbia and it's i'm just really privileged to be able to help support this great effort uh, where you're really moving into the realm of arts and entertainment and taking it by force with a show such this as this. Yeah. And you were talking about the professional level of this show that's coming up. And I have a short clip that I'd like to show, share with everybody. It's, in, uh, it's one of the songs entitled Something More. Mm-hmm. But before we take a look at it, uh, how does this song factor into the story? Well, the, the uh, little bit of the context and the background uh... Uh, if you know about the story of Daniel, one of the uh, very famous moments is his three friends, uh, Shadrach, Abednego, and Meshach. They are uh, thrown into the um, the flames, into the furnace, because they wouldn't bow to the statue of the king. And uh, God, mirac- miraculously, he uh, saved them. And the princess uh, is with Daniel uh, uh, at the end of this scene. And she's basically debating what just happened. She's uh, trying to understand because she's lived in the palace for all these years, um, believing in, uh, in certain things, but now she's seen different things and she's thinking and she's singing 
uh, about that there is there has to be something more. And Daniel is being that channel, uh, that God's instrument for her to start uh, presenting the, the the truth of, of, of God, basically. That is really neat. I want to talk more about that uh, when we come back. This is a clip of something more from Daniel and the Kings. I've always felt so safe within the palace walls here, protected by my father and by what I've known. Now suddenly my world has changed and so unclear by wonders never seen upon a throne. You know I'm being forced to have this palace wall view. The crown protecting you is keeping me enslaved. But I believe God placed me here beside you to lead along the roads he paved. I know there's something more for you from heaven far beyond your palace door. I feel there's something out there, a whispering I can't ignore. This all bewilders me, a truth you must explore. The others won't agree, a choice worth fighting for. I'll be That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I'm just sitting here thinking what uh, my viewers and listeners are probably thinking right now, and uh, some people from North Palm as well, North Palm Church down in Charleston, because Pastor Patricia refers to me as the headbanging uh, guy, um, the, the the heavy metal guy, the hard rock guy. And as you know, I put on Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston. Yeah. But I like all types of music and the vocalization and that I like musicals. I love musicals, as a matter of fact. Uh, we could sit and talk about a number of those. Hmm. It's just so beautiful. People, get your tickets now to well, go yeah. see this. Where can people get tickets, Abiel? Uh, well, you can go through the website to danielandthekings.com 
and uh, it's going to take you to, uh, I believe it's Ticketmaster, and then you can purchase that way. Or also, you can go to the uh, to the box office at the Coliseum, at the PAC Performing Arts Center. Very good. That's at the North Charleston Performing Arts Center, and it starts September 21st and goes through September 24th. What a way to kick off year 5784 on the Jewish calendar with yeah. an undertaking like this and glorifying God through uh, arts and entertainment. And something that you just said a few moments ago about Daniel and everything that he went through in the context of this song, something more with the princess who grew up in the palace surrounded by the uh, Babylonian mystery religions mm-hmm. and all, all of the occultism. And she's seeing Daniel go through this and she's seeing God come through and pull him through all of these times. And I just want to encourage those that are watching and listening that are believers the things that you're going through that are difficult, the trials, the tribulations, the things that are uncomfortable, it's not just about you. It's about the people around you to see how God is faithful to bring you through. And that is why you need to go see this, to be encouraged by the historical, it's not just a story, the historical account of Daniel. Uh, Without question, this project is a huge undertaking. It's not like you just woke up one morning and was like, hey, you know, I'm going to orchestrate and conduct this. Uh, <laughs> to pull this off uh, requires slaying a lot of giants, things that are in the way. What are some giants that you've had to slay to get to this point where curtains are about to go up on this production? Well, as you just said, um, when, when, we ju- when we started uh, about two years ago, uh, this this wasn't a very different uh, format, and many of these songs, like that song, uh, it was it wasn't in the in the original show. It's something that I wrote uh, with uh, Chuck Smith, one of the writers, uh, because we needed that moment in the show. So um, talking about the challenges, it's been reimagining uh, the music, reimagining the story, and uh, and still making the 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 story in a way that is uh, biblically uh, sound, the scripturally sound, but at the same time that it, it's still entertaining and fun and engaging. So that is not simply, uh, I, I don't want to say it's simply reading the Bible, but if you get me <laughs> in a musical sense that it, it has some interest in, in, in interest and in, in gripping and it's dramatic and it's different. So um, that's been one of the things. And then the other one is that uh, originally when Chuck wrote it, wrote it uh, he just played the piano in the original production. And now we're bringing this uh, to a live orchestra of 18 musicians from the North Charleston uh, Pops Orchestra. And um, again, reimagining all of that uh, into a, a setting that uh, is, is not a full orchestra of, of 45 musicians, it's 18. So you have to think through very well what, what choices to make so that the sound is not compromised, but it still is really, really n- nice and really big and really gripping. So it's been a yeah a learning process for me. Uh, I grew up in in Venezuela working with orchestras, playing with orchestras, and I always loved the uh, symphonic sound and all of that. And doing this, it's been a beautiful opportunity to pour out all of that that God uh, let me do through those years in a production that is portraying His word and, and to giving glory. 
There's something about the symphonic sound, and that's something that we've discussed a lot on Raven's Heart in the five years that we've been online. I I really believe that God moves upon something that's orchestrated in different ways than he does uh, with other forms of music. And I think a lot of it has to do with the unity that's involved in it, um, the resonance, and just everything coming together. Kind of like the body of Christ with all of these diverse parts coming together to produce one piece one mm-hmm. masterpiece um and that learning curve that you had to go through with what you have to work with that what you're used to working with uh, definitely a challenge and you would definitely need to be uh led by the wisdom of god to do that and it, from what i've just heard from this sample track something more uh god's really you've really come through god's really come through in what you're what you're doing you know we're talking about an artistic representation of something that's in scripture. And earlier we talked about the importance of people understanding the historical account of Daniel in 2023. But in general, why to you is it important for God to be glorified through a musical such as this and through arts and entertainment in general? Well, um, it's, I think the, the answer to that, it's again, comes from the, the, the historical account of, of Daniel. Being in a society uh, where um, arts and entertainment have been taken by many other things that are not glorifying God. Um, so bringing, having the opportunity to bring this, uh, this uh, part of the scripture alive in a, in a place like this, in a level of production like this, uh, I think that brings glory to the Lord because uh, we're stepping out of our the comfort zone of just doing things at church, but doing things outside of the church now and still glorifying God and putting his name the highest possible. There are many of these songs that um, uh, have been a, an opportunity. Uh, I don't want to spoil any of the songs, but there's one song uh, that uh, talks about the the dream of the statue, and um, that song talks specifically about that dream and where, where God is glorified at the end. All these kingdoms, all these things are gonna, going to come, but at the end, the kingdom that is going to last forever is God's kingdom. So when I was uh, orchestrating that, I was like, this has to be a super big song, has to be so powerful and symphonic so that that's that's exactly the the power of of this musical i think there is an opportunity to uh open the doors to people that probably wouldn't go to church ever go through a to a theater be engaged with the story be engaged with the music and be impacted by the um the 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 way that is being portrayed in with excellency with professionalism with uh, a big production like this yeah, this is not the small town players um, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with a few high school kids. This is a major production with professional actors yes. and actresses, professional musicians. I understand that some of them, is it true that some of them have actually been on Broadway before in the Absolutely, past? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the two actors that, you, that we just saw on something more, uh, Matt Schinkeldecker, uh, as as uh, before doing this show, he was... Uh, uh, doing some shows for Disney, and before that, he was with uh, touring and the national tour with Lamies, and uh, Caitlin. Um, he was for for a couple of years uh, in the international tour with the Phantom of the Opera. 
So wow. this is people that they have been working in Broadway for years now. And the, and the interesting thing also about Matt is that he is local. He is from Charleston. He grew up here in Charleston. He uh, went uh, through the vocal coaching of uh, Mary Gould, a, a good, uh, renowned vocal teacher here in Charleston. And then he went to New York and did all his career. So this is people that they are uh, very, very well seasoned in this that they're doing. That's amazing. I have actually seen both the Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis on Broadway in mm. New York. Thoroughly enjoyed both. And that was, we're not going to tell you how long ago that was because it's kind of, <laughs> I'm going to show my age uh, <laughs> with that. But those are two musicals that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. uh, seeing on Broadway. And that you have that level of professionalism in this is just, I'm just excited about it. I'm excited about what God's doing through you. And that's why I wanted to share this with everybody that's what that watches and listens to Raven's Heart. And we have viewers and listeners all around the world, not just in the great state of South Carolina. Are there any plans for this show to go beyond the borders of the Palmetto State in the future? <laughs> well, absolutely, yes. Um, uh, Chuck, um, who is one of the writers, Chuck Smith, uh, one of the uh, initial in intents of doing this show in this way, is, it was because he reached out to one of the publishing companies in, in New York to publish this show. And the publishers, the first thing that they told him is that you need to do this show in a professional level and then videotape it. And then from there, uh, we can put it out and, and do other things. So that was the main uh, reason to do it. But then the other uh, thing that um, God did so that they could uh, make the decision is uh, Karen, who is his wife, she went through an accident. She got hit uh, 90 miles an hour sideways and mm -hmm. she almost passed away. And uh, thankfully, she's still with us. She uh, finished writing, writing the script. And they said, we live just once. We have to do this. This is a calling. This is an assignment. This is not <clears throat> just only uh, something that we want to do as a retirement uh, activity. This is an assignment from God. So um, we're all hoping that this goes uh, definitely beyond this great world premiere that we're going to do here in Charleston. so that. Um, Many other places can experience this story uh, the way that we're going to put it. We're going to bring it. Amen. So be it. May this endeavor that's starting here in Charleston, South Carolina, go throughout the entire nation and, and the world as well. This is a world-class production. It is entitled Daniel and the Kings. And Abdiel, before we close out tonight, can you give us the dates, the details, where it is, and again, how to get tickets? Absolutely, yes. Um, it's Daniel and the Kings at the North Charleston Performing Arts Center. It's going to open on September 21st, and it's going to run until September 24th. Uh, there are five shows, one show on Thursday, one show on Friday, two shows on Saturday, and then right after church, you get some lunch, and then you go and see the show on Sunday, the 24th. And you can get tickets to uh, danielandthekings.com or through the box office at the North Charleston Performing Arts Center. There you have it. Hey, for our viewers and listeners that live in South Carolina, you need to go see this. Even if you live in North Carolina and Georgia, travel on in. Come up from Florida. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and take a jet, fly on into Charleston for the weekend. This is yeah. something that you need to see and you need to experience because what's happening here, this is more than just uh, an expression of a 
very encouraging and timely uh, biblical account. What we're seeing happen here is we're seeing the mountain of arts and entertainment being t- taken back for the kingdom of God. And Abdiel, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, it's been a privilege and an honor, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time with everything going on mm-hmm. to to squeak in this quick interview. And uh, for our viewers and listeners, until we meet again at our regular time on Thursday night at 8 p.m., peace out and rock on. Yes, thank you so much. Lithoscry.com